This is the Rich Eisen Show. Unique Ngakwe right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm asking for a favor. Just next time say, hey, Matchel, what's going on? See what he says. I got that in the notebook. The Rich Eisen Show. I hope one day I get to hang Sorry, out Colts with Matt fans. Ryan and we can have a real conversation about the Matchel. <laughs> Let's do it. And how much he hates it. Let's do it. We'll do it over natural ice beer. Today's guest, Mets manager Buck Showalter. Actor Josh Charles. Plus, your phone calls, overreaction Monday, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We are live here in Los Angeles, California, right here on NBC Sports on Peacock, right here on Sirius XM Channel 85, right here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, right here on Odyssey, right here on our podcast. We say hello to everybody. Uh, we're equal opportunity hello sayers here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, and once we are done, we are heading to Los Angeles International Airport to fly to New York City en masse. The entire Rich Eisen Show crew is going to the Sports Emmy Awards tomorrow night in uh, Columbus Circle in New York City, where uh, a couple of trophies are on the line for uh, for this show and for me personally, and I couldn't be more excited to be traveling with everybody uh, Christopher Brockman, good to see you over there, sir. You know, Rich, like two minutes ago, it just dawned on me, this is the last show that we're going to do non-Emmy winners. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay. when we come back on Thursday, nice. trophies in the case. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. That's what's up. Thank you very much. Jay <laughs> Felly, good to hey. see you. How are you over there? I'm good. Del Tufo's you... off trying to outrun a cheetah. What do you mean? He's going to outrun anyone, right? Okay. <laughs> wow. Jay Felly, like, uh, call him back. It's, call back, call it's back. Whole fresh week. Don't make us work so hard. <laughs> My bad. Uh, no worries. Good, good to see you, uh, uh, TJ Jefferson, lighting the candle. What's up, sir? Yes, indeed. You know, when they say it's truly an honor to be nominated, Rich, I this never thought true. that was true until really this happened. It really is an honor to be nominated. But that being said, like, I'm still on the way. Well, you know what? I, I know. And, and, and we'll, you know what? I, I, I do want to take a couple of minutes later on to have that conversation. Um, and we will. Um, we've got uh, something for you. TJ? Me, personally? Yes, you're oh. a fan of the New York Metropolitans, are you not? You know I am. Buck Showalter, hey. the manager of the hey. Mets. It's his birthday, and My he skipper. said yes to saying coming on the program. My How skipper. Can the we... National League East leading New York Metropolitans. Of all the things I want to know from Buck, I heard something recently. I heard that Buck Showalter changed the voice on his navigation because it annoyed him. And I just want to know if that story is true. Is that right? <laughs> what, what do you mean? Well, apparently I read a story last week that I don't know if it's true or not, that the, the voice on his navigation in his car bugged him so much that he swapped out voices. So, And I was going to ask you guys if you could have anyone know navigate. Know how to do it? To know no, how to do it? Well, no, if you That's could have anyone navigate for you. Yeah, who would you want? Morgan Freeman. It's wow. an actual option on ways. Yeah, right? it is. It is. You can change this. You can have okay. like a well, Australian All right. Let's how think about, about this? It. How about we'll this? Or, or, or more germane question, Buck? How does it uh, feel to be the manager of the only team above 500 with an eight-game lead in the National League Eastern Division? <laughs> well, I, I don't want to speak about it too much because I'm superstitious. So. Well, and, and you know, there, there, there's a lot of water, if you will, to be treaded before um, Scherzer comes back healthy or Jacob Degrom comes back healthy. Or, you know, it's it's a Memorial Day weekend coming up, and that's the de facto quarter post point of the Major League Baseball season. So Buck will be joining us, and then he's a former Oriole manager. Uh, and right after him, in hour number three, is our buddy Josh Charles, who, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, has already uh, said 
if all goes well in his own household, he's got kids, little kids, he will join us uh, tomorrow night for our post-Emmy gathering. In New York City, yeah. How about that? He'll be part of that. Um, Diehard Raven fan. Um, He was backstage when Ed Marinaro had his residency in Las Vegas (laughs) at the draft. uh, I I can't wait for him to tell this story. I already know it. Uh, Trust me, I think the NFL went to all the draft announced, guest draft uh, pickers afterwards to say... Let's uh, chop, chop. Read the card. Make sure sure you're not going to tell your life story when you go out there. Read the card. (laughs) <laughs> so he's going to join us in hour number three for that. Peter King is joining us in hour number hey. two. His football morning in America column came out, and uh, he had his old power rankings. Love it. Yeah. Love power rankings. Power rankings in uh, late May, everybody. Love it. So uh, we'll have a football conversation because we always love talking football uh, here on the program. Then there's you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Um, Susie, my my wife, wow. is wow. going to be calling in because she heard me tell the story uh, against counsel, uh, who was advising me not to say anything <laughs> well, last well, week. I tried. That I tried. Uh, perhaps my poor Uber Objection. rating was partially born out of, um, <laughs> out of uh, her being uh, in the seat during that entire uh, process. Of, I wasn't riding in my Ubers uh, a solo, but I have <laughs> since... Uh, jacked the uh, rating from four five four up to four five six, and um, it all it's taken is two years Top to go notch. up uh, <laughs> two one hundredths of a point on my Uber rating, and so that will be part of the conversation on this program. Um, boy, uh, um, did Luca get posterized last night or what? <laughs> wow, I mean. No, it was no, an offensive foul. Oh it was gosh. certainly was not. So, oh my! It certainly oh, was not. I'm just gracious. here to defend. It's just a different way. Not. A different way for me to say the following. How about my Warriors? Oh, God. <laughs> How about my Golden State Warriors, the team that I chose to win the NBA championship this season? For really, uh, no very reason outset. either. You just took them. Uh, I took the Warriors this year, not for no reason, Chris. But I'm saying it wasn't like a chic. Uh, uh, I will say this. Pick. I will say this. Like, the reason why I took the Warriors prior to the season, and now they're up 3-0 on the Mavs, and it sure looks like that they're going to be playing for the Lawrence uh, O'Brien trophy once again and try and bring it back to San Francisco or the Bay Area. Um, the reason why I chose them is I knew Clay was coming back, and I just assumed that Curry's – season last year wasn't an outlier as it, I think a lot of people were looking at his renaissance season of last year is something of an outlier that Curry was now entering his uh, dotage years, his 30s in the NBA and was uh, his, his clock was ticking and um, I saw that however as a sign that he is generationally great in a way that um, we can have a conversation of him being one of the best ever Certainly at his position. Saw Clay coming back. Thought Draymond was there. To be honest with you, I thought Wiggins would be um, now fully integrated into the offense. And put it all together, uh, I didn't see his all-star starting season coming. But I did think it was significant, and I also, be straight up honest, didn't see Jordan Poole coming the way that he has arrived on the scene. I just thought he was uh, my Michigan guy who would have a nice little role play as opposed to him being as a significant player as he's turned out to be. And now Looney has become Looney has now Ooh. become um, significant in this series, and they're up 3-0. But to me, 
um, the Wiggins dunk on Luca last night oh. um, with about five minutes to go to make it a 10-point game. And for Wiggins to be the one to throw it down and essentially say he had arrived in a certain way in these playoffs in a way that he has not really done so, but for him to be the one to provide the exclamation point last night, I thought was particularly significant. And um, and the former number one overall selection who whose career – um, was drifting until he arrived in San Francisco. And a lot of the conversation for Wiggins before the season would be, would he get vaccinated or not? That was the, the main thrust of his season. And boy, did he provide a shot last night to the entire affair. It, it essentially closed out the game, in my mind. It closed out potentially the series, closed out potentially the conference, obviously, there are four more games potentially in this series. I don't believe we will see more than two. If that, the Warriors once again win a game on the road in a playoff series. They've done that over and over and over again in the Curry era. Kerr is now back on the sideline, back on the bench. And I think the Warriors look championship quality this just in while the while the east beat themselves up for the right to potentially play the warriors and i'll just say this about the dunk (sighs) I, i i honestly don't know why and it's such a tough gig man it's such a tough gig officiating umpiring refereeing however you want to put it depending on the sport. It is so difficult. In this day and age where everybody's got a high-definition television, some have multiple K, 4K, 5K, whatever the hell K. 8K. <laughs> now we're seeing everything in the in the palm of your hand. I'll be very honest. You know, uh, I, I stepped away from the television set. I saw the Wiggins dunk on my phone moments after it happened. And my first initial thought when I saw Mark Davis, the official, wave it off, calling an (laughs) offensive foul, I cursed at my phone. (laughs) I did. Did you say, what the hell going on? Thankfully, my kids weren't in the room. (laughs) I did say WTF out loud. (laughs) And it wasn't because of the dunk. It was because our... Where, where's the offensive foul? Did it, did it look like what he 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 used I one of his arms to try and clear yeah. out? Yeah. Luca on sold Luka. it very well. He sold it very well. Well, it's because he got dunked on. He got. I mean, we hear that phrase all the time. You see the videos of what of people uh, having weddings or or big mm-hmm. moments in their lives, and the friends go behind the 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 guest of honor like with it with a little mini hoop, <laughs> and the, and somebody dunks on them. Like that's literally what happened to Luca last night, except that there was the actual basket and of Luka an actual NBA trying, game. He was trying to stop it. Of yeah. course he was. <laughs> and of all people that you would think that could go up and thunder one down. Wiggins? Andrew Wiggins is not yeah. your candidate. Why would you say why would you not think Andrew Wiggins at 6'8, 220? You know what I'm talking about. That's just not his style of play. Uh, I gotta disagree you there. If his anyone, style of play is to go hard to the rack and dunk on Luka Doncic? I, I've definitely seen him do it. Not like that. Okay. I mean, it wasn't a surprise. Noted, noted. If Ma- Maxi Kleber dunking had, on somebody is a shock. Andrew Wiggins capping on somebody? If I had if I had told you before the game someone's gonna posterize Luka, would you have chosen him? 
Uh, on the Warriors? Yeah. Who else? Who else would you? Mm. Steph's not going to do it. Clay's not going to do it. Paul's not going to do it. Draymond's, Draymond's not going to do Draymond, it. Draymond, I guess. Florida, I guess you're right. Yeah. My bad. I'll back <laughs> off. But I'll just say this: it was ridiculous. It is, it is the ultimate. It, it is the ultimate moment of officials making it about them. And Draymond even said that to Mark Davis afterwards. It's not about you. That's been happening this whole play. Honestly, it's not about you. It's just like this is one of the most incredible moments. The entire arena saw it. The whole world saw it. It gets you off the couch. It gets you cursing at your phone. It's incredible. (laughs) And you're waving it off? You're waving it off. Everyone in the arena knew it. Even, you know, Reggie Miller's like, come on, that's a poster. It should have been an and one, if anything else. Where's the foul? The you know the Warriors bench was on the other end and they were like what they were like what WTF people in the crowd were like oh my god you got to be kidding me you're waving this off you can't have you can't let one of the big moments actually have its own moment you've got to you've got to step forward and you know blow your whistle move your arms and do that whole business get him a body bag. It's murder. Oh Draymond apparently, but like, look how high he's going. My man is above the square, Chris. He's above the square. And then, like, what a shot that is! We're looking at the still photograph of it right here on our Peacock feed, and you radio know, listeners. I know we slag on Luca for his defense, but like, this was one of those times. Maybe just don't try to block it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, get out of the hey way. Man, you see doing, him coming. <laughs> I, I get out of the me. way. I get it. I also can't blame him. He's got. He's got to figure. He's doing everything. He needs to do. Well, I mean, he's he's by the, way, the only that, one doing anything the way, on that team. Well, Dinwiddie's, I think, performing uh, valiantly. And Brunson, Brunson, Brunson is balling, man. Right. They just don't have him. enough firepower when the when the Warriors are playing like this. And and um, right, didn't they didn't they shoot the lights out in game two? And then they still yeah, lost. They, well, I mean, and, they had fifteen threes or more than that, right? First, Chris? first half, they seventy two in the first half, and then thirty seven the rest of the game. By the way, how about Luca basically? weaving his entire way through a defense that knew they had to stop the ball at the end of the first quarter oh, and yeah. that he jumped and he just splashed one down to make it a one-point game after the Warriors had, the momentum, had thrown a man. 10-0 run on him in the first quarter last night. He's just doing all he can when he tried to block it, but it's just like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> what a dunk. What a moment. You have to sit there and realize what the moment is, and obviously he thought there was a foul, so I guess he's going to call it, but to me it's just like, what are you looking for right there? What are you looking to see? Like, what? Do you, what did you see? He he probably thought Wiggins led with the arm because Lucas sold it like he got smacked right, in the he face. Was in the corner, and he was in the corner. Yeah, but where I guess he couldn't have seen touched. that. Touched. Like, why? Maybe don't blow the whistle. Exactly. It's just it, it is the the embodiment of official making it about themselves. Well, even before the game, Rich, did you see what happened when he tried to get the player? Uh, was it Hardaway? I'm not sure. To change his shirt during shootarounds, he wasn't even playing in the game. He was a bench player, and he asked him to change his white shirt because it made him. You meant, he couldn't tell well, the difference they got, between. They got fined before the game. They hit it. I know that's that. So that one. I didn't have a problem with to change his shirt. You can't. Yeah, because you. It, it, do you make a Warriors feel like they could pass the ball to him? Okay. You should know who your teammates if, are. And that's kind of, and it's a t-shirt, and that's he doesn't insane. have shorts on. So first off, hold on a second. I saw Dan Frank Isola was going nuts about this yesterday. Right. I couldn't believe that he was serious. So first off, we want these guys to adhere to a dress code, what they wear on the bench and what they can wear to games. Now you want them to all wear team issued gear so other teams don't get confused. Which is it? Yeah, that was a little. I've never heard you that. You know who before. your teammates like, are. Come on, come on. 
I guess when you're just in the midst of uh, a moment, you can't look to see who that is. I mean, you've seen sometimes somebody get a yeah. perfectly thrown pass yeah. standing on somebody's bench. You've I mean, seen look, that Freddie before. Freddie Brown did it. You've seen that before. Gave the Tar Heels a championship in 82. So, yeah. All right. Let's take a break here. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We've got overreaction Monday. We have got we haven't even touched on the PGA Championship. Um, we was we've, incredible. Uh, I mean, that was uh, an incredible run by Justin Thomas. There's you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. We're off and running uh, here on uh, the, this very busy Monday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're going to come back and we'll hit that PGA Championship and so much more right now on the Rich Eisen Show. Callaway Rogue ST Driver. Every golf equipment company claims to be longer off the tee, but Callaway's new Rogue ST Driver is the only one built to completely bomb it. Speed-tuned to be Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge, which gives you more speed on off-center hits and provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. But that's just the beginning, because Callaway's engineered a Rogue ST for every player. I use the Max. You could use the Max D if you need a dedicated draw model. I think Pereira could have used that on 18 yesterday. (laughs) Um, Now, if you need something more low spin, there's the Max LS, which gives you more stronger trajectory with a more neutral ball flight. But for the true players out there, the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS is the compact low spin head tour players adore. Callaway's thought through every aspect of speed, so all you've got to do is go rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, having a very important conversation about <laughs> flying to New York. You're busting out. You're busting out new Jordans. Jordans, two pairs for the flight. 
for the flight and for... I can imagine tomorrow night when your footwear is going to be... Of course. ...on point. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing a pair there, too. But you're wearing a new pair on the plane. Yeah. Brand new. So are you are you look? Um, I'm a different person. I'm when I go to New. This T.J. Jefferson, who's been to New York hundreds of times, right? Yes. And I've done big things and I've done great stuff and had a lot of fun. But this version of T.J. Jefferson that returns home is a version that's never existed. Okay, the guy coming back is a new me because I'm going to be different when I come back. How are you different? Because I'm going to have something. What are you having? I'm gonna have a little statue with me. Oh my goodness! Okay, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have something to put on the resume Guys. after 20 years of hard I think work. There's only one statue, and then Guys. you gotta order. Yeah, but you, them but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't don't. You're on my side here, Brotman. Don't you know? Don't don't try to play if me. If the out. voting wasn't the already different. done, yeah. I would have a problem with this conversation. Voting's done. Oh, it's that's done. why I'm having. It's that's done. why I'm saying what I'm saying. Voting's been done for weeks. Yeah. yeah. The voting was done the day we got nominated. Because they we this the top point getters get nominated. That's why it's a. Right. That's why it means a lot to be nominated. That's why it's an honor. But you know, again, Rich, I've manifested. I've, I've been big on this, man. I've been manifesting things over your the last few looks, years. Your beard looks tight, too. Benny you get... Blades, I told you. I went to <laughs> Benny Blades, and I said, I want that Michael Bivens. I want that, like, Belle Biv DeVoe's going on the 30 City Tour. I'm like, you do things to me that I've that, that paused that have never been done. And Benny Blades went in there, and he crafted, and he painted, and he, he hooked it up. He broke out the razor blade. And, you know, I think he cut my neck a few times, but that's oh. all right. But, like, he was in there. It was precise. You look tight right Thank now. Thank you, man. He, you do. He, for as happy as I am to hear that, when he hears this, he's going to lose like his you mind. You look tight. Thank like you. I'm seeing your beard and it looks tight. It is lined up. Uh-huh. It is. I was hanging out with Brockman this weekend after I just got my hair done, too. Like I went to see Miss Letty. You know, I'll take this off, too. But, you know, this is, this is, unveil everything for the people. You Whoa. know what I'm saying to the radio are audience? Going, are you going, I'm feeling are, are you going full, full dreads down for the, for the Emmys? I got to figure that out, man. I might put him in a bun. I might let him down. I don't know. My man was in the valley on you Saturday and was down. like, yo, Don't I'm rolling through. I was like, come on by. Yeah, I went and hung out with Brockman on Saturday. So let me just say this. Which is the better T.J. Jefferson? Uh, or you guys like it when I Refresh. clap back. Oh, oh. <laughs> the clap back, Rich. It's my favorite, Rich. Okay, right? That came out, by the way, uh, by the way we'll this get weekend. To, we'll get to that. Because we'll I was going to say that. Now. Yeah, we'll, you saw that? Luca okay. wasn't the only person who got posterized this weekend. Okay, let's Yeah, somebody got posterized okay. on my Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, clap back, Rich. You like. Yes. I kind of dig third person T.J. Jefferson. Did you hear that in that whole soliloquy? You went third person? Rich, several, several Did you times. catch that? There's only one person in this studio and with this show who's allowed to talk in the third person. And that is? And, he's not, and he's not here today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Del Tufo. Del Tufo-isms. He yeah. is owning that corner of yes. the that, neighborhood. That's a good point. He's got, he's, got a, so, he's got a good point. You just went like third it. person. Well, I'm just You're saying. Feeling it. I feel different, man, because well, when we're not yet, not yet. Rich, it doesn't not matter. Yet. Like you said, to no, be nominated is an honor. I've that worked on a lot of stuff in this town. I've worked on a lot of decent programs. Popular you pro- calling Ashton shows decent? Uh, yeah, they were decent, you know, <laughs> big shows, and I've never been nominated for anything. This is this is major, man, and I I don't know. I don't care. I'm It's worthy I, of getting two new shoes. Yeah. It's worthy of getting Benny Blades getting you tight. Get me tight like I'm going on tour who with Bill Who did your hair? You said who did your hair? That's uh, Miss Letty. She Miss does Letty? In the Valley, you know? Miss Letty. Let her hair on. Miss Letty. What does it mean that all I did this weekend was play pickleball? <laughs> I saw that. 
<laughs> is pickleball a sign that you've reached a certain age? Oh, snap. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That was what does that mean? I'll bite on this one. What does that mean? What does that mean? I'll bite. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, Go ahead. Go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All I'm saying are two words. Go ahead. And. I'll bite. I'll bite. And. Tread lightly. Go ahead. All due respect. Obviously. Yes. And I'm, I, I've never played. I'm sure it's very difficult and excruciating. Oh, what a setup. Most people I see playing pickleball are of a certain age. What does that mean? So is that... So what does that mean? What does that mean? Exactly. Put a number on it. Come on. Put your <laughs> finger directly on it, Chris. Come on. You open the door. You're walking through it. Go ahead. I'm just, there's a five in front of your age. That's all I'm saying. Like, that age and up is more of the pickleball. Okay. Two things. First of all, you tried. I'm saying I've never done it. Okay. But I'm just saying I know what it it's is. a less strenuous version of actual tennis. Untrue. How is it? How could it possibly? <laughs> Why? It's, it's like pickleball. there's levels of it, right? So it's like ping pong is one, oh, and then pickleball gosh. is another, oh. and then well, you the, put badminton, and in. then the real athletes play tennis, and oh, then there's pickleball. For those who don't know, it's played on a much. You, you don't know what it is. I'd okay, over here Google here's it. what pickleball is. <laughs> pickleball is on a much smaller court than tennis. Okay, it's basically about maybe half a tennis court. Right. Okay. So on one side once on one side of the tennis court, you could put a pickleball um court. And what it is is it's a, it's a lower net. It's a smaller space. You're using a paddle and a large wiffle ball. And there are rules that you can't you can't be in a spot in front of the net a small space right right in front of the net called the kitchen. So you can't like spike it. Yeah, because you can't stand there like you're, you know. Right. Like Boban. Oh, uh, <laughs> I would go, I would go, no, no, no. That's okay. You want to go Boban just because you pissed me off, I'll go bam out of bio. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. We'll go bam. Fair, okay. Fair. Or Ola Depot or whomever. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> So you have to know, you've got to go to a certain line, you can't cross it, you've got to, the running, the whatever. I am in, and I understand this may make your point a little bit, I, I'm like barely freaking upright. I played for three hours oh yesterday. Oh my gosh. Well, that, and it is an incredible where were workout. You, where were you playing? Um, friend's house. Okay. Friend's house. Name drop? No, it's just you know somebody who's, who has a tennis court and has and the, the fishmonger of Santa Monica. Okay. All right, has he, he's he's created a spot on oh, his tennis court. That's cool. And um, and it is intense. Yeah. And it is great. And I'm honestly, I as you know, I play tennis, mm-hmm. and I play pickleball, mm-hmm. and I leave pickleball in much. Better of a workout, a buzz going, oh, interesting. and a hell of a lot more sore hmm. than tennis. Is it because now Roger Federer, short, quick burst, or Nadal, or you want to name it? Like clearly, they are dominant in their sport, yeah. and I understand that tennis requires a lot more physical potential 
stamina when you're playing for like five and a half hours. But now three words. How dare you? How dare <laughs> you? Of a certain age. Similar <laughs> an age to you? Is yeah, we're, we're, we're all right around there. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and the guy who is the most advanced. Is the best? Um, is, is, he's got a dynamite serve. Oh. Dynamite serve. Are you putting, putting a little action on it? You that? can put action on it. Yeah. Yes. I'm just saying, I've never played. It's just an observation I've made. You could have asked, tell me about it, Rich. Not like, are you old? That's not what I said. Those words never came out well, of my mouth. Uh, well. Never came out of my mouth. You know who else is huge in the pickleball? I think I've told you this before. Doug, Everyone. Doug Allen from Entourage. Everyone is. He was like the first guy I saw who Google was really Google his age. Into. How old is he? Is there a five in front of it? I think he's 50. Yeah, really? He's older than you are? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. He's, he's 54. He's older okay. than me. But my boy, I've said his name before, my buddy Frankie Delgado, he also plays. And How he's old like, is Frankie Delgado? He's like 37, I think. There you go. How about you try it? You want to try it? You want to come out? I don't. Why? It's a hell of a workout. You'd love it. Uh, Probably, but then I got to drive all the way down to Santa Monica. There's different places. This place is by you. This place is by you. Whatever, whatever the pond version of uh, of pickleball is, that's fine for you. I'm okay. I'm okay. That's not where I was going with this conversation. It was just an observation I've made. Pickleball is awesome. <laughs> I wish they came. Up, I'll be honest with you. I wish they came up with a different name for it. The name is a killer. It, that's you it. You know right? what? Another one too. Where? Pilates. You used to make fun of Pilates. You try it. I tried it once. And how tough is it? It's the hardest it's thing ever. It's yeah. so hard. And I've I I never. And when you and every single time I said, you know what? I'm doing Pilates. You go, oh really? No, it's not Pilates. Her body's just <laughs> there. Hold on, I'm trying to think where the origin of pickleball came from. Uh, it's probably because the ball is like a wiffle ball, and it kind. I don't know what it is. I wish they come with a, a different name for it. Not a great name. Pickleball founded in 1965. That's interesting. Well, it's on fire now. (laughs) On fire now. This guy, Joel Pritchard, and his wife started to call it pickleball because the combination of different sports reminded me of the pickle boat in Crew. Oh, God. Where the oarsmen were chosen from leftovers of other boats. Oh, my God. So it's like a mishmash. Well, guess what? the pickleball. Guess what? There you go. I wish they'd change the name, but it is great. I love it. Hell of a workout. And uh, uh, honestly, uh, I'm uh, I'm outraged. Do you think if they had pickleball in the Olympics, it would just be a bunch of old timers out there? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. There'd be some dominant 20, 30 year olds. I just wanted one more for Jay Felly. Fine. <laughs> Thank you. You guys try it. Thank you, Jay, for laughing. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Lonnie in Los Angeles. What's up, Lonnie? Hey man, how you doing, man? Uh, it's been a while. Had a lot on my mind. Uh, look, uh, I like Lucas' game. I, I admire him. Me too. But do I need to get Jackie McMullen or Bob Ryan on your show so we can stop comparing him to Larry Bird? Mm-hmm. He is not Larry Bird. Larry Bird is intellectually superior. He is a, a much better basketball player. And I'm going to say this again because I've said this on your show before. There's not more than seven basketball players in the history of the NBA that are better than Larry Bird. (laughs) And none of them are playing now. None of them. Well, we had Sally on the show the other day, Lonnie. I don't know if you caught it, but he he compared Luca to Larry Bird 
in the fact that um, players in the NBA fear playing Luca in the same way that they fear Larry Bird, um, and and he and he you know uh, held up his hands one over the other. What would you say, Chris? Separated yeah, by about a foot, Sim saying like that, that yeah, Bird is like, Bird is that, that much better than yeah, Luca, right? Like that. That's yeah. what he said. I, I saw that. I saw that. But but tell Sally to stay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Ronnie, is, no, it, is you just go no, Stephen A? I've studied this man's game. I told you guys this before. I graduated from DePaul University. He beat us in the Final Four, and I've studied this game ever since. Larry Bird has beat every team. I've ever cared about. If you name a beverage, I'm climbing it over Larry Bird. Beer, pop, everything. <laughs> Larry Bird is so incredible. And every white dude with a jump shot is not Larry Bird. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lonnie in Los Angeles, everybody. Write that one down, Chris, will you please? Every white dude with a jump shot is not Larry Bird. Although Chris <laughs> believes that not to be true because... Well, I'm Larry Bird, basically. He's Larry Bird. I, I have a jump shot, and I'm white. <laughs> I don't know how we parse that into. One, By the way, like Sally's story about Larry Bird the other day. Oh yeah, him saying that double? he knew. He's saying that he knew Larry because he was up in Boston as part of the the wink wink recruitment process <laughs> into the NBA. <laughs> Sally went to Georgia Tech, right? Yeah. Didn't he go to Drake. Okay, yep. so uh, he was part of all that. So he, he knew Larry for a couple of years when he gets into the league. And he drew the assignment of cover number 33. And Larry, he said, looked around when, when Sally double? checked in the game. And he goes, you're not going to double team me? Where's the double team? Where's the double team? <laughs> no, he I goes, got no, you. I got, height. I, I got height on you. Yeah, I got second. you. I got height on you. And then he said he screamed mouse in the house. Yeah, <laughs> even though he was smaller. <laughs> mouse in the house. And then immediately shot one over Sally and said, Basically, you need reinforcements. Yeah. <laughs> Get someone else in here. Or double. Double, triple. Larry Does Bird everybody was... have a story about Larry Bird Apparently, like that? Apparently, yes. Seems like it. <laughs> My favorite ones are the where, though he like, oh, I'm going to dribble three dribbles and shoot right here. Yes. Yeah. And then he would do it. And they'd make it. And they'd be like, he told me what he was going to do. And I still couldn't stop <laughs> Right. It. I would love somebody that I would watch a documentary of an hour Hour and a half straight of people telling their Larry Bird stories. I think The Athletic did a story recently about that. Which is like an oral history where people sit down, look directly to camera like that NFL Films uh, 30, um, uh, America's game. They were the first to do that, right? I think they were the first to do that for sports documentaries where they would put, um, that have you look directly into the lens and go. I would do that. I would. I, I, I would. Mean, I, I would watch why that. people, you know, you should at, do look, that. Look at Larry Bird, and they're like, "What's this guy gonna do? Is he?" Gonna, he well, I mean, every, I mean, it's the same thing too. It's just you know, uh, or look at Luca and call him Bird. I mean, I mean, Luca is Bird-ish. He's not though. I keep trying to tell you that. Okay, like, fine. Then he's Michael Jordan because he has the highest points per game average in playoff history right now. Michael Jordan. Who Luca does, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> man. Which one of you guys tweeted out that was it you saying that Luca should demand to go to Philadelphia to play with Embiid so cuz that neither of them would ever lose? No, it? no, no. It's Who Was that? It was me. You did that? Embiid should demand a trade to Dallas. You know I would never say it the other way around so that couldn't have been me. I have said though imagine Luca and Embiid together would be insane. Luca and Embiid would win the championship. 
I would think so. That could be wishful thinking on my part because I haven't had one in so long. All right, we'll take a break and we'll talk the uh, PGA Championship and so much more. We haven't even hit on uh, the Celtics and the Heat other than me making a broadside towards Chris Brockman because he called me old. No, we don't need, we don't need, we don't need to talk no, about that. No, we'll talk about that because <laughs> the, uh, the phrase of, uh, 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 you know, uh, well, we'll talk about how Marcus Smart and um, – and Jason Tatum uh, remarkably came back out of the locker room in both of those Marcus instances. Smart looks like he broke his ankle. It was unbelievable. <laughs> We're coming back with that and more in a moment. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Back here on our program, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the show. This is John Moran, Lots going on here um, to talk about today. Look, um, nothing. I mean, nothing's worse in sports than watching somebody melt down. And I think the worst sport to see somebody melt down in is golf. Because the train wreck lasts several minutes, like actual time. And to watch... Um, Mito Pereira take the lead in the PGA Championship and multiple times take the lead in the PGA Championship only to have the lead disappear and then fight back and get a a multiple shot lead. And there he is on 17 for one putt to take a two-shot lead into the final hole and the ball just needs one more revolution, one more spin of it. It sat right there. Needed Carl Spackler somewhere on Southern Hills to blow up the golf course so it could tumble into the hole. Well, we're going to the golfers, everybody. And so instead, Pereira goes to the 18th tee, just needing to par the hole, and uh, that's all she wrote. Everyone else was in the uh, clubhouse, and it's all he needed. And uh, Chilean uh, got chilly and kind of windy. <laughs> Tease the Rich Eisen show phrase. <laughs> And I, I mean, when he struck his tee shot and his follow through looked Barkley-esque. He like stopped. I don't know what it was. It was, I know he was trying to. Trying to keep it low. Right. But. 
he's trying to hit the shot that Justin Thomas hit and his 18th team shot and no in the in regulation yeah. both yeah. right that's the shot he was trying to hit and it goes in the water but even then he still had a chance to make bogey and be in the playoffs correct even then up and down from there we've seen crazier things would have won it right up and two putts from there playoff. would have put him in the playoff and it just was it was terrible and to his to his to his um um credit he did speak to CBS afterwards and basically said you know essentially i blew it and he's going to be thinking about that for some time to come and i do hope he gets another opportunity but justin thomas man this guy's seven shots back i think they said on the broadcast was it nance or faldo that some Sight of some sort. He was 2%. Well, I, I heard it was 1.5%. Oh, yeah, less yeah, than milk. Yeah. Less than milk. 1.5. Yeah, You're rounding up. I was rounding up, yeah. The chances of him winning the PGA Championship strolling to the first tee yesterday was 1.5%. You could have got him at 25 to 1 to win yesterday. And it just shows you, man, experience and being able to, I don't know how you can control your nerves. Again, it's the thought. That just gets in your skull. I mean, at least with football and sometimes with basketball, you just go straight soccer. You don't sit there and think about anything. Tennis will get in your skull like that. But golf, for sure, the fact that he was able to buckle down, make his shots, and execute them, watch everybody else kind of fall by the wayside while he... And, and, you know, Southern Hills, what a great... Great set up awesome. the three holes for the um, for the playoff were terrific. It was a par five reachable in two, a par four reachable off the tee, and then a par four with water hazard. As you know, eighteen was so hard. Um, just those three holes as a, an aggregate uh, playoff was was really um, terrific and fun, and you know. And, and back to Mito Pereira for a second, Rich. It's like the mindset of what what he told. Uh, Amanda Balionis after the after the round, he is coming into the tournament just hoping he makes the cut, and then suddenly there he is on Sunday with the lead, and now you're hoping to hang on. Two very different mindsets. Yeah. In a sport that's all mental, and having to balance that, you could just kind of see it on Sunday that it didn't look like he was going to win, even when he had a two or three shot lead. He just, I feel bad for the guy, but yeah, it's just one of those situations where. You know, when it starts on Thursday, you're just hoping to be around on the weekend, and now you're trying to win a championship when you've never been there before. First time a lot of people have ever heard his name. And you got guys like Rory charging. Rory had a great Sunday. Justin Thomas is right there. It's, it's tough to watch. There's, tougher, there's fewer things that are tougher to watch than an epic golf meltdown. I know. It was very Vandeveld-like. Yeah. It's too bad. It was unfortunate for him, but uh, congrats to Justin Thomas. Peter King's going to join us at the top of the next hour. The um, news coming out of um, San Francisco, not surprising. The 49ers OTAs going down today. We chatted with George Kittle on Friday for his tight end university. Um, And so the OTAs going today, no sign of Debo Samuel. That is not a surprise at all. I'm just going to tell everybody out there in Niners Nation, everybody who's going to be seeing this and 
every single time he does not show up between now and training camp. And even if he doesn't show up at the beginning of training camp, everybody just take a deep breath and exhale. Relax and let go. Everybody's got to do one of those meditations because Debo is either going to be sitting at the crib or he's going to be playing football for the San Francisco 49ers. In this day and age, we know guys have been in the NFL getting their NBA-type treatment, which is they want out, there's the door. Great. We'll do it. But you're now in a position post-draft. Got to do that pre-draft. I think now that we're post-draft, Niners aren't doing a damn thing except paying this guy. They're going to come to some form of an agreement, I think. Or Debo's going to play it out on his one year left on his deal. And then, I don't know, hope he doesn't get franchise tagged and then and then potentially pull a Devontae Adams who got franchise tagged and then got traded. Uh, I don't know what Debo's options are. I do find it interesting, though, that when we spoke to George Kittle the other day and he said he spoke to Debo and they were talking shoes and whatever, and then I asked him point blank, well, what about that whole narrative about him not wanting to be up there in Northern California anymore? Like just the, the mere fact of the one thing that the Niners cannot change. Everything can be switched around or, or maneuvered. They're not changing coaches over this and they're not changing addresses over this <laughs> that's the one totally unmovable part is the entire franchise they're not going to say you know what we're going to become the south carolina 49ers just for debo <laughs> but we're going to keep our footprint hanging out there in northern california until debo leaves us and then we'll go back and we'll just be the old san francisco 49ers again they're not going to be the sc 49ers they're going to be the sf 49ers even though they're playing i mean listen well, they're playing in Santa Clara, which is the SC right now. And George um, didn't give that straight of an answer. I mean, he gave a straight answer where he talked about taxes being difficult. Yeah. But he didn't basically say, nah, Debo loves it here. Or, yeah, no. I mean, he didn't tamp that one down completely. No, he said it's not a distraction. Debo's not, you know, it's not. That he did say, that we're not distracted yeah, by anything. Distracted on it. By He'll it, either but... play here or he won't. Exactly. We want him to play here, but if not, you know. Kind of a very black and white. Way it to is look true. At it, it's just, you know, but it's, the bottom line is they're not distracted by it. So today's OTAs, there'll be conversations, and when Kyle Shanahan speaks, he will utilize the auxiliary head coaching cliche that's out there. As you know, I've got my three favorite coaching cliches. I don't have a crystal ball. You can control only what you can control, and. The auxiliary one for uh, for this time of year is I'm only talking about the guys who are here. That's it. That's it. So he'll do that. The Niners will go about their business. But when week one hits for the San Francisco 49ers and they are in Soldier Field, it will be Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Interesting opener. Because it's going to be Trey Lance, people. There'll be a lot of that cheese laid out there for the OTA, but it's going to be Trey Lance. It's not going to be Trey Lance the backup 
and it's not going to be Trey Lance the backup, certainly when George Kittle's having Trey Lance throw at his tight end university. And that's the reason why he's doing that is it because Jimmy G is unhealthy. <clears throat> but Debo Samuel will be in Chicago. And I'm sorry, Bears fans, it'll, it'll be for the opposition. <laughs> and he'll be generationally enriched. And everything else will go away. I'm telling you. Is there a slight percentage chance? Is there a Justin Thomas comes back from seven strokes down, one and a half percent chance of this not going that way? Of course, but I've been around enough to know. Niners made it through the draft. They're not coughing them up right now for draft choices from a team that you don't know where they're going to land. And they're going to be worse than you think because Debo will make them worse. By performing very well for his other team, which is not happening. Don't take the cheese today is basically what I'm saying to 49er fans. Just breathe. Peter King coming up. That's one of those sneaky good week one games, San Francisco at the Bears, by the way. Yeah, kind of under the radar. The unveiling of Eberflus. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty good. That's a good one. That's pretty good. You know what's also another good one? Sneaky good week one game. How about, how about the Giants, the Titans, late in the afternoon? See Leonard Williams saying that there's a Leonard Williams saying for the Giants that the the Dayball coaching staff that there is a new contagious atmosphere. I know, but the no, energy and nobody's in, expecting the Giants to do much, right? That's why I'm saying it's sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky good. Let's see what it looks like, dude. They've got some serious weapons. If the quarterback's protected and he can come out and start running it and throwing it. Like who? All their serious weapons have serious injury histories. Or in week one, they will be healthy. By halftime, they'll be all hurt. But we'll see what happens <laughs> in half. <laughs> I don't mean to say such a thing. but yeah, it's spicy. Carolina, home for Cleveland. That'll be an incredible matchup of Baker Mayfield versus Jacoby Brissett. Baker Mayfield for Carolina. I got it. Or Baker Mayfield for Seattle against Russell Wilson on Monday night. Do you think ESPN is on their their knees at night? Like Stuart Scott used to say, when you hit the floor on your knees at night, praying to the football gods, Mayfield versus Russ on that Monday night. That's way sexy. That's sneaky good. Ravens at the Jets. Whole crowd fired up. Zach versus LJ. Right? Sauce. Out there. Yeah. Garrett Wilson. Touchdown. Jets win by 17. Shocking the world. Week one. Oh, yeah. My endorphins are still popping from my pickleball (laughs) yesterday. That's a sneaky good one. I mean, do you want want some some lines? I can tell you what the line is on that. That's crazy. They're setting lines now. Jets plus four and a half. Jump on that, man. (laughs) Jump on that as anybody would on May 23rd. (laughs) 